The Purple Mafia, with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family, finally, here on Purple Mafia. It is episode number 65. Today is Saturday, July the 31st, 2010. Yeah, that's right. Saturday, July 31st, 2010. I, have, um, I am, of course, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wygen, as uh, Dylan likes to say, Paladino Joey, and hey, that's what I like to go with as well. Uh, welcome aboard once again. Welcome aboard the Viking ship, as I used to call it. It still kind of can be called that. <laughs> uh, it's It's been a while. I apologize once again, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a very busy summer. And, of course, the news just shriveled up like a grape the past two months or so. Uh, the only conversation really going on was that, oh, Brett Favre is probably coming back. But we're just going to keep bantering back and forth, just BSing around like forever. And there's only so much of that we can put up with. No major real news of the Vikings signing anybody. Luckily, no major injury news either regarding the Minnesota Vikings. Though, of course, there are some injuries going on in training camp in other teams this season, including a very good rookie with Fox over there. That was not a good thing. Just yesterday, out for the season, a first-round pick, a very high first-round pick. That's not fun. But again, that's how it goes, and uh, we've all been through it before. Believe it or not, the show today will not focus as much on Brett Favre as others in the past. We may throw him in a little bit here and there when we get to the Facebook group comments on there. Uh, that's been a little bit less active of late, and of course that that uh, comes with the fact there haven't been shows and there hasn't really been much news. But now training camp is upon us. Uh, this is not going to really be a training camp special. It's more or less going to be stuff that's been that's led into training camp, and stuff that's been going on, I guess, during training camp. We're gonna have, the next episode, sixty six, will be more of a training camp special, or it'll be more of a positional breakdown, uh, stuff like that. You know, stuff that a lot of us like to talk about, especially right around the first game of the preseason or so, which is what's believe it or not getting pretty close here. Uh, positional breakdown, yeah. Very, very interesting stuff. I really enjoyed doing that last year in 2009. So the next episode will, of course, be called Training Camp Special 2010 or 2010, whatever you want to call the year. I don't care anymore what we call the year. We'll call it what we call it. (laughs) Yeah, move on from that. Um, Well, regardless, (laughs) if Favre is here or not at this point, it's nice to have football back. It feels good. Um, we have a myriad of stories to get to today on episode number 65. We're going to get to those pretty much right about now. Luckily, I've been actually talking about the Vikings and not about lawns or anything like that the last three and a half minutes. So, 
Uh, really, the the uh, guest of the show today. We're going to talk a little bit about how, uh, a little bit about Eric Bieniemy, a little teeny bit. He got promoted. Uh, Adrian Peterson. We're going to talk about Adrian Peterson. That's probably going to be the focus of the show today. In fact, that's very much going to be the main story of the day. We're going to talk about Adrian Peterson. Uh, we're going to talk about his new cohort, Toby Gerhardt. And unfortunately, yeah, we're going to talk about. Uh, Sidney Rice and Adrian Griffin, Adrian Griffin, excuse me, Cedric Griffin, that's some basketball player that never made it really in the NBA. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Cedric Griffin, they're going to start on the pup list, folks, the physically unable to perform. Yeah, that sucks. Cedric Griffin, we know why, unfortunately. Sidney Rice, well, yeah. Yeah, that's extended a little longer than people expected. Of course, mentioned Toby Gerhardt. He signed a four-year deal. Uh, yeah, we'll Final thing will be about Percy Harvin, but real quick, yeah, um, all the draft picks are signed, so that's the good news coming in, including Everson Griffin, who was one of the last ones. Four-year deals, all the draft picks are in. We don't have to mess around with that. Minnesota Vikings draft class of 2010 is in purple and will play, well, maybe not on Sundays, but hopefully most of them will when given the opportunity, especially Toby Gerhardt. i got to think he's going to be the most immediate impact. Chris Cook, well... We'll see. Not sure. I'm not going to talk about him as much today as I'm going to talk about Toby Gerhardt, maybe a little bit of Chris Cook, but probably more in the next episode. Yeah, it'll just be more on him, I think, as we move on, considering on where he will be in the depth chart. He's going to make the team, but the depth chart also is a big reason why we have preseason football. Benny Sapp was projected as a fourth or fifth uh, cornerback last year. He ended up being the, the nickelback and a very nice starter when Antoine Winfield was suffering all those deals last year without Liz Frank. He was out for five games, comes back, and he was never the same again because, funny, footwork is pretty necessary when you're a coverage player in the National Football League against wide receivers. And when you have a foot injury right in the middle of the foot called a Liz Frank, it's like busted right through the middle, that's a problem. Yeah, and it also is a problem when you're 30-something like Antoine Winfield. And I joined that company this week on July 29th. I am now 31. Yuck. And the final topic we'll get to, uh, Percy Harvin left the field with an injury. Will uh, dodge the field with an injury today. A little scare, just quite a bit of a scare. In fact, he was carted off. That will be the final story of the show today. You get the idea. So we're going to get started right about now. And not that stupid song from 1999. We're just going to get to the show. Well, yep, Coach Eric Bieniemy, yep, a former running back in the National Football League, has been promoted. Yeah, he's been promoted. That's because he recently turned down an offer from Southern Cal to be their offensive coordinator. So now the enemy will be promoted to an assistant head coach, believe it or not. Very nice for him right there. Of course, he's been the running backs running backs coach for the Vikings since uh, 2006. Joined with Brad Childress. That was Childress's way of saying, hey, we need you here. You know, I'm going to offer you this promotion to keep you around. And that's good stuff, so very nice to have Eric Bieniemy sticking around. Unfortunately, some people may say, uh, maybe not necessarily the blame goes on him, but some of the confusion maybe. you letting Nafahu Tahi go into, oh boy, sorry guys to bring this up. Yeah, Nafahu Tahi going into the huddle when he wasn't supposed to at a fairly important point in that Vikings uh, and Saints NFC Championship game. Mm. Sorry to bring that up, but, uh, well, hey, we're the Vikings. 
stuff is going to get brought up once in a while. And uh, being we're going to win the Super Bowl this year, mm-hmm, well, I hope so. <laughs> but uh, being we'd like to say we're going to win the Super Bowl this year, we can take a little needling sometimes. You know, we can we can take it. We'll be okay. We'll be all right. So that's really about it. Uh, great to have Eric Bieniemy promoted. I think he is a worthwhile running backs coach. And the good part about Eric Bieniemy, he's not afraid to mix it up with Adrian Peterson, regardless of Adrian Peterson's stature in the National Football League. Once again, very much indeed. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy, assistant head coach for the offense. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Adrian Peterson. Speaking of running backs, yeah, that might be a pretty significant uh, conversation here with Adrian Peterson. Uh, yeah, the Vikings open training camp on Friday. Peterson finally in uniform. Finally in uniform for the first time since early June. Yeah, remember that uh, Adrian Peterson did not show up to the mandatory <laughs> mini camp back in back in June for Adrian Peterson Day in his hometown of Palestine, Texas. Yeah, and he actually spent the whole off season in Houston rather than at the Vikings facility. Again, another thing that can't make Brad Childers happy at times. In fact, it really doesn't. How do you know what happened to Dante Culpepper? He stayed in Miami the whole year when Brad Childers was taking over in 06. Childers said enough's enough and traded him. Of course, things not as bad in this situation, luckily. Luckily. But also, yeah, this this led to people wondering, is Adrian Peterson happy, unhappy which is cut with his contract? Excuse me. It'll pay him $19 million over the next two years. And if he hits all the deals escalators, that means all the incentives and all that good stuff. So uh, that's about, shucks, about nine and a half a year. Yeah, but he has to hit everything. And, of course, fumbling the ball isn't going to quite do that. God dang it. No, you're going to have to hang on to the football, Adrian. That'd be nice. Please do that. And, uh, yeah, no more of these either. Remember what that means? Yeah, that means two yards in a cloud of dust. We don't want any more of that either. Okay, I had to take a couple of shots at Adrian Peterson because, folks, I was so frustrated last year, I couldn't even tell you. This guy plays up to his potential last year. We are world champions. Yes, we're world champions. Adrian Peterson, though, is saying that the contract, the absence had nothing to do with the contract, and it was planned before he learned the dates of the minicamp. That's, well... Yeah, that's why you maybe make some adjustments, but whatever. I I, <laughs> I don't know if I really buy into all this. I don't like the way I don't like it, and I don't think anybody really does. I don't think anybody really does. Some people don't care. Um, I don't know. And, of course, you bring up the whole Brett Favre situation with that Brett Favre not coming to training camp, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's a discussion that's going to frustrate everybody. And, of course, Brett Favre's name brought up again, no matter what. It just happens. It just does. It happens, folks. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, the, you compare that with Brett Favre not showing up to camp and stuff. Oh, that can be even more frustrating, but whatever. Adrian Peterson comments. He says, I'm happy with my contract. I'm here in training camp working out and getting ready for the season. That's my focus. Children by children. Children also do not hide his disappointment when asked about it in June. He said the two men aired out their differences. He called the issue water under the bridge and staunchly defended Peterson when questioned when questions of his fumbling came up at this press conference. This is what Brad Childress had to say. Adrian Peterson is a tremendous football player. 
I know we picked like we do during the draft at weaknesses, but by anybody's measure in this league and history, he's had three exceptional years. There's a reason you look at highlight film, and so much of it is Adrian Peterson because he's a hell of a talent. Peterson also led the league in fumbles over that span, though, folks. Yes, he did. He leads the league in fumbles over that span. That's the problem. 20 fumbles and losing 14 of them over that three-year span. And, of course, remember what happened in New Orleans. Yeah, he fumbled about, God, I don't know. He officially lost two fumbles, but he uh, fumbled it about four times. Officially lost two, and one of them was, yeah, what it was literally, literally, one yard. He would have been in the end zone, guaranteed, but he never. the ball was never in his hands. He wasn't even ready for it. Peterson looked so damn good in that game. He had three touchdowns. His 122 yards in that game were so easy. It was nice. It was like Vikings are going to win the world championship here, or at very least they're going to get in the Super Bowl and have a legit chance at it. And uh, all he had to do, all he had to do, was hang on to the ball. Remember, I constantly mentioned this guy needs to hang on to the ball. I warned all of you. <laughs> Some of you may have thought it was negative after that Bears game. You might have thought it was panicking. The Chicago Bears game. It's like this guy needs to solve this immediately or he will cost us a massive playoff game. And, uh, well, you can't just blame it on him because a lot of people fumbled in that game. Percy Harvin, Bernard Berrien, it just goes on and on. Favre technically was called, uh, was even given one, but I, it was I was actually Peterson. Um, just horse, horse crap, man. I almost said a word. I almost said it, and I apologize. Uh, that's the thing. And I'm going to say it again, and I was just talking to my buddy uh, Max Chapman, host. Yes, he is returning, by the way. He was, he was like a, kind of uh, in a hiatus the last year, the steel pit on the sportsstuff.com, which is where the Purple Mafia is. And I don't think I even mentioned it in the intro because I was in such a damn hurry to get the show started. Oh, boy. <laughs> Purple Mafia is available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. And by the way, folks, I do appreciate all of you for downloading and listening to the show because there was quite a few of you on the most recent one. I uh, thank you guys for your uh, hunger and desire for this show and for this football team. Uh, honestly, I don't blame you for the football team, and I just deeply appreciate it, the hunger for the show. Uh, again, though, Max Chapman was the host of Steel Pit. Yeah, we were talking about Adrian Peterson extensively, and heck, it's like, you know, I'm going to just keep throwing stuff about Adrian Peterson out there on this show today, episode number 65. It's an Adrian Peterson show. It is. It's all about AP today. Well, maybe not all, but a lot of it. Um, we were talking about how he, Adrian Peterson, we don't understand why Adrian Peterson had, did not consult <sighs> did not consult a veteran uh, running back in the offseason. One of the veteran running backs, in my case, I mentioned Marshall Falk, the guy never fumbled the ball, ever, ever. He never fumbled the ball. There even in the video game commercial, it's like he was like, "I do not fumble." When it was a video game commercial back in the early part of this decade, and he was at the Rams, and they were, you know, trying to make the players as realistic as possible. And it's like, "Yep, Marshall Falk never fumbles." Well, why not call up Marshall Falk, who, of course, eh, is a New Orleans native? That's kind of funny too. It's a funny little uh, uh, connection there. But hey, why not? Why not? Why not contact Marshall Falk and see if he, if he's willing to work with you a little bit on that? Hey, Marshall, 
How come you never fumbled the ball? Can you help me out a little bit here? Even a little. Just a little bit, please. Hey, Marshall, I want to win a Super Bowl. Because we were, like, this close to winning one last year. And it would it would kind of help if I hung on to the football. Being I could be the best running back in the world if I did. In fact, it's a very good chance I, I am. <laughs> that being Adrian Peterson talking there. Uh, no, that didn't happen, at least from what I know. If it did, it's been... It's the deepest, darkest secret in the NFL. Yeah, we hear about him carrying some super heavy object. I don't even know what the word is for it, and whatever. It's uh, supposedly that he did that earlier in the year, and uh, that's good. But it's really, it's all about, it's not just about hanging on to the ball. We all know Adrian Peterson has the strongest hands in the world. He shakes your hand. And you're going to have a, like a Liz Frank type of injury on your wrist. You might have a busted scaphoid bone or something like that. And you're out for six months of that one. <laughs> but, uh, no. Regardless of how strong his hands are, we, yeah, I think his arms are pretty strong too, carrying around a big, heavy, heavier than normal football. It's about positioning the ball in the right place. And no, I'm not this experienced running back in the NFL. But Marshall Falk is, Robert Smith is, LaDainian Tomlinson is. Uh, LaDainian, maybe he wouldn't work with him too much, but uh, yeah, just throwing that one out there. <laughs> he could have if the if he was if uh, LaDainian was so kind to come here. Um, that's the thing. To me, there's no evidence that Adrian Peterson has truly worked on it that I've found. And folks, I looked, and so have other people in the local media have looked extensively, and we're not hearing anything. We're not hearing anything about Adrian Peterson really working on that fumbling, and uh, he's not—he wasn't even in town. Uh. Mm. Yeah, you can tell I'm a little bit. Uh, my tune has changed a teeny bit on Adrian Peterson the last year, and uh, I don't hate him at all. I don't hate him at all. You well, folks, I want him to succeed so bad. It's not even funny because if he does, and of course Brett Favre comes back and plays good, maybe he doesn't repeat last year, but plays well. Plays like a good football player, a good quarterback, and a good veteran. The Vikings can absolutely be favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. They're not necessarily the favorites, but I think they're right up there. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to say this right here. You can disagree with me until you're blue in the face. I'm sure a lot of you listeners out there will agree, maybe for the wrong reasons, because it's our Vikings. But um, (laughs) the Minnesota Vikings were the best team in the NFL in 2009. The Saints played better when it mattered. That's what happened, and that's why the Saints won the Super Bowl. But the Vikings were the best team in the NFL. That's it. See? There's there's your combination right there. And the Saints played better because they found the tell in Adrian Peterson. Uh, other teams had found a tell. The Bears found it, but the Saints exploited it even more so, and they exploited it when the lights were brightest when the lights shone brightest. That's when they exploited it. That is how you win a championship. When you know there's a tell on you in the National Football League, you have got you have got to adjust to it. You have got to make adjustments. And uh, we just, again, that is where things stand with Adrian Peterson at this point in time. Again, I'm not up here on a soapbox telling Adrian Peterson what to do because I know I'll just get my ass kicked by every one of you listeners. <laughs> and people out of town saying, who the hell is this retard? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm using some really wild words here. But uh, 
I got to think you guys out there <laughs> can can hear me out here on this. I got to think you can. Do you realize how close this team is to being a championship caliber team? And do you realize how frustrating it is when you see a player with as much talent as Adrian Peterson has, and he's not able to stop this leak? <laughs> yeah, let's kind of stay away from that, but you get the idea. I'll stay away from that topic a little bit. That might have been a wrong way to topic to use, but yeah, it's like a leak, and it needs to be stopped. And his, I think, is a little easier to stop. <laughs> And uh, mm. I, I got to think it's easier to stop because other players in the NFL are, are better at it. In fact, everybody in the NFL right now, other than maybe Dante Culpepper, is better at hanging onto the football than Adrian Peterson. Yeah, Culpepper's even worse. Okay. Whew. That was quite a rant. It wasn't too mean, but it was uh, <laughs> long. So I, I'm not trying to preach doom and gloom, folks. I don't think preaching doom and gloom is saying this could be the best team in the NFL. That's not doom and gloom. I'm hungry for a championship. I want to win the Super Bowl, and I think this team can do it. And Adrian Peterson, we just hope and pray that Adrian Peterson, I don't know if it's behind closed doors. I don't know if he was in the holodeck on the, on the, on the Enterprise B. I don't care what it takes. Please, please <laughs> improve that aspect of the game. You just hope and pray for that because that's how close the Vikings are to winning. And, of course, here's the phrase of them all. <laughs> Time is short, folks. Time is short. Time is short, and all of you know it. Brett Favre's going to turn 41. That's if he does return. <laughs> Pat Williams is in his upper 30s. Adrian Peterson, well, running backs don't play forever. He's already played three years. Warning, warning, warning. you got to win, and you got to win now. All right. Now I'll calm down a little bit. Well, only a little, because, uh, yeah, Sidney Rice and Cedric Griffin opened the season on the uh, physically unable to play. That is also known as the pup list. Cedric Griffin, of course, an outstanding cornerback for the Vikings. And uh, we kind of saw this coming. It was more of a nine-month injury, unfortunately, his ACL tear during the, uh, the, over, right, the overtime kickoff to the New Orleans Saints, that cursed game, that cursed event that took place. That long kickoff return the Saints had. Yeah, it was like double, quadruple, quintuple, infinite whammy there. Uh, Sidney Rice, though, also unable to perform at this point in time. A lingering hip injury that first surfaced during the playoffs last January. He participated in some off-season practices. Brad Childress saying the injury, though, is, is still bothering him. Uh, Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice. Okay. Sidney Rice. <laughs> Sidney Rice comments is uh it was his decision but i'm also not ready to play so we'll take it day to day see how things go and hopefully be back out there as soon as possible uh that was uh sydney rice talking about brad childers that it was brad childers decision we'll see uh i'm right now if i were a betting man i don't think sydney rice misses a regular season game but uh that's a little bit frustrating rice of course had 83 catches uh, 1,312 yards, eight touchdowns, and, of course, went to the Pro Bowl. That was just awesome. Um, man, that's crazy. Uh, the team also considered uh, surgery but decided to let it heal on his own. Rice said there's no doubt he will be ready for the season opener on September 6th in New Orleans. And, yeah, again, that's what I expect as well. Got to like that. 
Yeah, new season open in New Orleans. Yeah, I'm going to comment about that too in a second when we get to the Facebook group. We'll, we'll get there very soon. Child, Childress continues on. Sydney, we're, we're going to just accelerate his time on the ground out there, his cardio and that type of thing, and we'll see how he responds to that. So, and indeed, we will see how that turns out. Griffin, of course, yep, tore that <laughs> ACL. Childress saying he's making good progress, but is not ready to turn to the field. Players on the pup list during a training camp count against the 80-man roster limit. So there you go. You can't really bring anybody in when somebody's on the pup list. Somebody's eventually, you know, people eventually are just going to get cut, I guess. That's how that goes. So now we quickly move on here before this gets too much longer. On this one subject, that Adrian Peterson subject. Woo! <laughs> The Vikings were able to ink Toby Gerhardt to a four-year deal. A lot of people view this as the more immediate impact for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, yes, even more than Chris Cook. It's right now your starting cornerbacks are Lito Shepard and uh, Antoine Winfield. We'll see how that turns out. They're both significantly older. I wouldn't be surprised to see Benny Sapp start at some point as well. We'll, we'll see, though. Benny Sapp just had an awesome year last year. Um, very awesome. So now, yeah, that was a digress there. The Vikings did sign Toby Gerhardt to a four-year deal. All the way to the draft picks are under contract. Gerhardt, unfortunately, missed all the organized team activities and most of the mini camps while finishing school at Stanford, and Coach Brad Childers said it was important that he not miss any of training camp. The coach even sent his rookie a text message on Thursday urging him to get the deal done. Gerhardt comments, I got a text message saying, get here and get your mind right. That's what I wanted. I'm here to play football, here to help win. All right, well, here to help win, hopefully. Hopefully, indeed. Childress was pleased to see his message get through. Chili's comment is, I think he had three practices with us that mini camp, in that mini camp before he went back to graduate, but he's game. The offense couldn't be any more similar. Jim Harbaugh's version of it and ours. A lot of it has the same lingo. He obviously is a quick study, and that's good. Uh, Toby Gerhardt. Toby Gerhardt to me sounds like a football player, and of course he will be a goal line. If I, it's okay to say this, he'll be a goal line pimp next year. Toby Gerhardt is a goal line pimp, I think, in the National Football League, and uh, we'll see what else he can add to the uh, the mix here. We, you know, we're we're just gonna have to see. Great numbers in college. Let's see how it translates to the NFL. You never know. I personally am optimistic going in. Very optimistic indeed. Percy Harvin today, though, left the, uh, and yes, that was today, Saturday the 31st. He actually left the field with an injury. People were wondering what it could have been. <laughs> Unfortunately, they were still wondering what it was. They haven't really mentioned what it was. He left on a cart, started wondering, well, okay, that's great. But here's the good news, folks. After that's kind of a scare. When somebody leaves on a card, you wonder, okay, how long is he out? Well, Sidney Rice, Sidney Rice, Percy Harvin, was in uniform for the evening session and is expected to take part. He is expected to take part in the practice in the evening. So how about that for good news? How about that? Um, I don't know. Maybe he's just ultra-winded. Maybe it's a migraine. I have no idea. Uh, Ultra-precautionary, yes. i got to think that had to do with it. And uh, to, f- to hear that Harvin is already practicing in the evening session, which, well, is over by now, i got to think, because it's getting dark out. 
But uh, yeah, this was written just about an hour or two ago. That's very exciting. That's very exciting to uh, hear that he's okay. Harvin, of course, you know, you're going to get a little drama with him when it comes to injuries and sickness and all that stuff. There was quite a bit of that last year. A pretty bipolar player was Percy Harvin last year. One week he's returning touchdowns, <laughs> returning kickoffs for touchdowns. The next week he's invisible. And the next week he's out. And then he's returning kickoffs for touchdowns, and then he's invisible, and then he's out. It's like, okay, great. So uh, we'll find out. Percy Harvin is the kind of guy, when he's when he's on his, his, his North Pole, the guy is a superstar. When he's not, well, okay. He's, he's, he's a little overrated when he's, when, he's, when he's on the South Pole. Just a little bit. So um, we're going to actually take a quick break, and we'll be right back to uh, get to your Facebook messages. And a little added convo from me as I respond to your messages on there. On the Facebook group, and we will... <sighs> then conclude the show with contact details so we shall return right after this and we are back here on purple mafia episode number 65 which is a reminder for ipod users along with mp3s and all that good stuff microsoft zune we're back and we're going to get to the facebook group now yeah, it's been a little inactive. I hope you guys return. Please do. I'd appreciate it very, very much. Um, Facebook group. Yep, you have a Facebook account. All you got to do is in the search bar is type in Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show. Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show. Real quick note, we also have a Twitter account. It is twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Okay? Simple, right? Please do follow that as well. So yes, the Facebook group, this is where I can interact with you on here. I also can interact on uh, Twitter. There's nothing right now, unfortunately. Again, this, yeah, stuff's shriveled up, but hey, it's training camp. Come on back, guys. Come on all back now, please. I'd appreciate it. Um, it's awesome. The most recent, uh, oh, starting from June 5th. Now, there's not that many, so don't worry, folks. I'm not going to be reading 99 posts here. As I said, it's been pretty inactive. So we'll go to June 5th, though, where I talked about how episode 4 is out. Uh, the reason why I'm mentioning it is because Chris Tucker added a take to it. He said he, how he was looking forward to episode 64. Now, here we go. Chris Tucker, a nice listener of the show. I really like this guy's thoughts on the Vikings and on the NFL. He's, he's very good at it. So here we go. He says, also, I was wondering what everyone's thoughts are about free agent safety. OJ, I wish I could say his name. <laughs> I don't know why I'm having trouble with it. Aragway, yeah, Aragway, OJ Aragway, I really like this guy and think he would be a huge improvement over our safeties. Hope we make a splash and land this guy, and yeah, that would be, would have been fantastic. Vikings still have been inactive at that safety position, and I'm not sure why. I'm really not, really not at all. Uh, OJ, I'll just say that name because I'm gonna probably but I'm gonna butcher his last name. OJ did wrap, rack up interceptions over the over the years. He's, he's the same age as Lito Shepard, which is okay, especially at safety. Safeties tend to last longer than cornerbacks, I suppose. Uh, Lito Shepard, 29. Yeah, I'm saying I, I would do it in a heartbeat, and i got to think that O.J. is going to be better than um, Madea Williams and Tyrell Johnson. Uh, Williams I would get rid of first because of his expense. And, uh, yeah, Tyrell, you never know. With his youth, he might get a little bit better. Williams is just, I think he's injured. Madiu, I'll say, because there's two other Williams on this team. Madiu is too, is too injury-prone 
too expensive, and uh, he sucks. He can't cover anybody. All he does is hit people. I've said that a million times, and I'm going to say it again. All he does is hit people. Great. Great. Yeah, yeah, that's after they made a 29-yard catch. Oh, yeah, 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 woohoo, yeah. Oh, great, they have the first down on the 20, but good, good hit, man. Good job. I love it. All right. <laughs> okay, let's calm down now, but I had to mention that. There's something I don't need to talk about. It's how the show didn't go up right away. Uh, Dylan Richardson makes a nice comment here. Of course, he is the executive producer of the thesportstuff.com and a avid listener of my show, and I'm an avid listener of his as well. NFL East to West, available on the thesportstuff.com and iTunes. And yes, if I didn't quite mention it earlier, the Steel Pit is returning. Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, Max Chapman, major, major show, major listenership. Uh, I'm not a Steelers fan. I don't think he's a Viking fan either, So, <laughs> but it's a good show regardless. Lots of uh, NFL knowledge and uh, good stuff. So Dylan Richardson's comment is, now that I'll get to that before before the show, before it's like the show is 15 minute, hours long here. Episode 64, Yo Joey, nice show. Now it's time to conversate. We will see where the smack talk goes during the season. Good show. And Cedric, where are you? Yeah, we are looking for uh, Cedric Paulding. He is a frequent poster a few months ago on here on the on the, the message board, or excuse me, the Facebook group for Purple Mafia. I am wondering where are you, Cedric? Are you listening out there still? I hope so. He's been a nice, loyal listener. He is from the uh, the deep south there, I believe, Mississippi, and he's a big-time Viking fan. That is sweet stuff. Very sweet stuff indeed. And, uh, yeah, very, very cool there. Nice shout-out by Dylan. And uh, I'm all for that. So now we'll just continue up there. I thought there was more responding to that one, but I guess not. That's okay, though. Very cool to have that. I also did mention, yes, I mentioned on on the the page and i gotta mention also yeah 64 episode 64 was just awesome for such a quiet time in the nfl and uh yeah i was away for about two months at that point between 63 and 64 that show absolutely bounced i mean we're talking a massive listenership for episode 64 and i can't thank you guys enough i can't thank you enough folks all of you out there anthony from la cedric paulding god there's so many of you <laughs> There's so many, uh, indeed. Brent Jacobson, Ossie Wolf, man, you guys are, you guys are awesome out there. Of course, Chris Tucker, and others. Just uh, thanks again for for listening and for uh, keeping things going here. And now here's a newcomer. At least he was a newcomer on the 17th, but uh, yeah, he's a regular listener, and it is awesome. Jamie Gracie, I hope I'm I'm saying your name correctly. His comment is, greetings all the way from Scotland, Joey. Great show. I always have it downloaded as soon as the next show is available. Go Vikings. And, uh, Jamie, I apologize that it's been so dang long since the last show. But uh, it's because such a dry news. And, uh, you know, it had been so dry with news out there. And that's why we're finally back now. And, of course, my schedule sucks, too. (laughs) That's part of it. But, no, thanks again, Jamie, for joining. I really appreciate that. And that is really cool, folks. That just shows you... Purple Mafia is worldwide, folks, and the Viking fan base is worldwide. We are the best in the world, and uh, yeah, let's hope the Vikings can finish as the best in the world this time, once and for all. Go Vikings again. Jamie, thank you for that. Great to have you on board all the way from Scotland. That is just really cool. Michael Hugo. Michael Hugo 
who I believe is a friend of Brent Jacobson's, referred from Brent, so thanks again for that, buddy. He's, his comment is, screw Favre, we need to cut his injured, indecisive, interception-throwing ass and go with T-Jack. T-Jack is just as good as Favre, just give him a chance. Um, again, I, mm, I'm not sure if Michael's listening, I hope so, I hope he's listening to the show. He probably is, hopefully, because I believe he's been referred and he's a Viking fan and everything. Um, I appreciate the passion there, but I can't, I, I again, I can't go with that. I mentioned that also on there, of course. Of course, I'm going to respond to most of you out there, like 99% of you I'm going to respond once in a blue moon. God knows if there's, if it's something that already kind of took place and it's like, well, you're kind of coming out as breaking news, but it's kind of old, I guess. That's one thing, but uh, usually I respond um, Tavares Jackson in the postseason versus, well, yeah, I didn't like the way Brett Favre finished <laughs> in the Saints game, but overall he was pretty amazing in that game, and in fact we probably, you know, there's a good chance we would have won that game. And uh, if you want to pin in the whole thing on Favre, that's kind of crazy. I think Tavares Jackson didn't stand a chance against Philadelphia in the Metrodome. Brett Favre had us like one, God, what was it, like a couple yards away from a, uh, most likely a world championship, and that was in a road game. I understand it was in New Orleans, and like I said a million times last season, that is the road game the Vikings win is in New Orleans, and God dang it. (laughs) Yeah. God dang it, they had that thing won. They had that thing won. And uh, yeah, Favre had something to do with that too. He did. Uh, Tavares Jackson in New Orleans in that situation with that def- with that defense. Now, not good about yards, but they are good about turnovers. Tavares Jackson, Tavares Jackson, and his uh, inaccurate ass going against that ball hawking defense. This just this doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. Um, mm-mm. I can't go there. I I, I can't go there. And no, it's no disrespect to anybody here. We're all on these boards to agree and disagree with each other, and of course to agree to disagree, and that's what I got to do here. I got to do it because Tavares Jackson cannot lead this team in a playoff game. He can't do it. Yeah, Brett Favre beat up a Dallas Cowboys team with a major offensive lineman getting hurt. That's a problem for the Cowboys. Tony Romo sucks in the postseason. That's uh, pretty pretty well known. Yeah, he beat Philadelphia at home, but Philadelphia was done at the time. I don't know really what happened to them, to be honest. Um, but no, I I would rather have Brett Favre a million times over Tavares Jackson. For one, the Vikings would not have had uh, enough home field advantage to get to the NFC Championship game, I don't think, if Tavares Jackson was a starting quarterback last year. And uh, Tavares Jackson has talent. He does. He has a good arm. He's ex- extremely athletic. He... Uh, when he's hot, he's really good, but he's hot only against horrible defenses. And when when he's punched in the mouth, folks, he we're done. Brett Favre gets punched in the mouth. He gets a, a nearly, I, I don't even know what happened exactly to his ankle, like absolutely injured. He gets back up in their face and says, we're going to beat you anyway, you SOBs. And yes, I'm using that word. <laughs> I, I just, you know, that, that's the appropriate word for how the Saints uh, handled things last season in the offseason. And, and um, yeah, he did go right back at the Saints. He just made a really 
mythical mistake. I to this day, I, 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 I don't know if they were waiting twenty years from now for a steal for a Super Bowl championship. Mm, that's gonna be one of those interceptions you see in the movies. You know, like one of those plays you see in the movies when you look back and say, "My God, wow!" You know, like in the movies. Yeah, how. Mm. It, it haunts you, and haunts you, and haunts you. And I, I just hope that will be uh, completely exercised. The Vikings will exercise their demons this year once and for all. Oh, boy. So now I'm going to mention this real quick. I don't know why I'm not seeing it on here for whatever reason. I believe it was Chris Tucker. I don't know why it's not, I'm not seeing it on here. Mentioned, I don't know why I'm not seeing it. Oh, I think it was. Oh, yeah, it was on my. It was on my page, my personal page. So if you see Joey Awajan on there, just add me on Facebook. But generally, if you're going to make purple mafia takes, probably put them on this page just because it's, you know, you can interact more with all the fans of purple mafia, and uh, not like I. I don't know. I mean, it's okay if you put it on there. Maybe put it on both. That way, it's kind of in both cases. But yeah, Chris Tucker was talking about how it's going to be the biggest game ever, Vikings and Saints in the season opener. And how, yeah, we're going to kick their butts and everything. And, yes, that's good. It's important to win a a road game in your season opener. It is really important to win a road game against a team that's probably still good. Now, there's no guarantee the Falcons were horrible in 1999 after making it to the Super Bowl in 98. The Giants were horrible in 2001 after making it to the Super Bowl in 2000. But I'm sick and tired. And I mean, I'm sick and tired of going out and kick the, kicking the team's butt la- that, that beat you in the playoffs last year. Because how much does it mean right now? How much does it mean? Yes, it's great to win a regular season game. We need the win. We need every win we can get. Y- you win 12 games, that's fantastic. That's a difference between 12 and 11. You know, that could be a division championship versus a wild card with the Green Bay Packers playing as good as they potentially could play this year. Who knows, maybe even the Bears get hot, believe it or not. The Vikings romped the Kansas City Chiefs in 1970 after they lost the 1969 Super Bowl. You know, the curse of 69. Yeah, I may have mentioned that a few times back in February. The curse of 69. Yeah, the Vikings destroyed the Chiefs in 1970. But we're still waiting for the Super Bowl ring. And, yeah, I'm getting tired of... uh, being excited, I guess, uh, of kicking the team's butt that beat you last year in the postseason. It's good. It's great. But let's win it the first time. And no, that's no rip on anybody. Chris Tucker, I love your posts on here. Love them. Absolutely love them. You're a great football mind. In fact, you probably know more than I do at t- on certain things. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> But uh, I just, mm, I'm getting, I, I, I just, I can't, I can't take it anymore. Let's, let's win it the first time. Let's win it in the game that matters. Let's win it when the games, when, when the lights are shining bright at their brightest. Let's win then. Let's win then. Let's not win when the team already has their ring. Their drive is not, probably not even near what it was last year. I mean, the Saints were as hungry as the Vikings. There were two teams that were hungrier than everybody else in the NFL, and that was the Vikings and the Saints. That was the Super Bowl. That was the Super Bowl. The Colts, 
looked good early, and they fell apart. They were the inferior team of the three, by far. Yeah, we need to win the games when they matter more so than in the more so than and then just you know a revenge game. So uh, I hope we win it, of course. But there is no revenge until the ring is on that finger, regardless of who we play for that ring. The ring is the only thing left that matters. And I'm going to close the show with that statement. So we're going to get to the contact details, so I'm going to close that part of the show anyway. Now we'll just get to the contact details. Again, I already mentioned the Facebook group and Twitter account. You can be a part of the show. That way you can also be a part of the show by calling into the phone lines on thesportstuff.com, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Mention you're calling it for Purple Mafia, so, yep, you do treat it as a voicemail. Statement, shout-out, question, argument, whatever. Please do call in. It'd be fantastic. It really would. And, uh, yeah, we can conversate that way as well. I'd love it very much. But let's not forget about the most important part, the SportsStuff.com message boards. The SportsStuff.com message boards. The better that site does, the better Purple Mafia does. You guys are fans of Purple Mafia. Please join the SportsStuff.com message boards. It's 100% free and 100% fun. All you got to do is click on the... uh, TSS, the button that says TSS boards on the right-hand side, simply click register, and then just have a uh, legible type of name that makes sense so it doesn't appear as spam, and, and you're in. Join the NFL board, you know, talk on the NFL boards, Vikings area, whatever it is. Argue with Packer fans, whatever. More than welcome on there. More than welcome, indeed. And, of course, if also, if you like Cribble Mafia, please do tell a friend. Tell a lot of friends. <laughs> Hey, why not? And also, how about this? How about this? If you really like this show and you really want it to succeed and you want it to grow and improve, yeah, improve too, because we, we can only get, you know, you, you only got to just get keep getting better if you can, please write a review on iTunes. Write a review on iTunes. The more reviews, the better. Uh, tell, tell us what you like about the show. If you don't like the show, your freedom... Write a review as well. <laughs> Be nice to see some of you nice guys out there, because I know there's a lot more nice, nice guys than, uh, or you know, friendly listeners than there are uh, anti-listeners. We'll say, being there are so many of you out there, how about some of you please do me a big giant favor and write a review on iTunes? It would be a great help to the show. It really would. It raised the value of the show. All right, but nobody has to do anything, and uh, I can't force anybody to do anything. <laughs> All I can say is thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, and uh, that's what matters most. And you guys <laughs> have been fantastic. So we're going to conclude episode number 65. We will be back probably in a week to 10 days, and we will have a training camp special for 2010 where we will go over the positions and all that good stuff and uh, maybe a Brett Favre return. Probably not for another couple shows here. <laughs> but I think Brett Favre will be hurling footballs again in uh, Winter Park, not in Mankato. So until episode number 66, I called it 65, 66, excuse me, we will call it a day. Take care, everybody. Go Vikings. <laughs>